And the other night I was looking at, at Meredith, my wife, and, and we had just finished running from like activity. It was like our third activity of the night. It was late and the kids were finally in bed and we were just worn out. We were tired. And it wasn't like tired because we'd had a really long day tired. It was like just absolutely physically and emotionally kind of worn out. You know, we've been carrying around not only just activity-driven life, but a burden-driven life, things going on in our family and in our lives and just pressures and things. And we just were worn out. And I looked at her and I thought in my heart, I was like, surely this, there's something very wrong with this picture. I mean, this is not what we were created for. We weren't created to feel this burden, this struggle, and this sort of you know, place where we were just overwhelmed with life. And I started really thinking about it, and I thought, you know, the truth is, is a lot of us live there. We really live in a place where life is burdensome, where we go from activity to activity or financial hurdle to marital hurdle to life hurdle to whatever, and just when we think we've cleared one, it's like another one is there waiting, and there's two more behind that, and life just feels like it is just pressing in on all sides. And I really started thinking about the word rest. You know, I really started thinking about that word because most of us don't know what to do with that word rest. Because we think that somehow rest means less. It means less activities, less things, less doing stuff. But really at the end of the day, rest is a spiritual thing. And so what we're going to do in the next four weeks is we're going to kind of approach this idea of rest through a spiritual lens. We're going to be unpacking things like who do we trust, and what it, how do you deal with a worrying mind, and resetting our priorities. As we kind of explore this little four-week small series on how do we find rest in the middle of life? Like life that never stops, how do we find rest? Because it's not like we can just call a time out. Life just keeps going. So how do we find true spiritual rest in the middle of all of it? We're going to start there. And if that's not you, I guarantee you, you're going to have a season like that, or you've been in a season like that, or maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're going, man, that is my life. I mean, we barely got here this morning. Life is just packed. So we're going to explore it from a little different angle. We're going to take a spiritual look at rest instead of rest from a doing less standpoint. And we're going to do it in several categories. But this morning, I'm going to kind of give you a depth, a little bit of a depth and a little bit of a foundation of where we're going to be going as we really explore the spiritual component to rest. Because most of us go around looking for rest in terms of the physical. I need a vacation. If we just get some more money, if we just do this, if we just do that, my kids finally quit playing, whatever, then I'll be able to breathe, right? But really, true rest is first and foremost a spiritual problem. And then, only after we deal with the spiritual can we begin to deal with the reality of the physical. Let's take a moment, we're going to pray, but we're going to be in the book of Matthew chapter 11. So if you've got a Bible, you can pull it out. We're going to look at three short verses as we try and lay a foundation this morning for where we're going to be headed. But we're going to be in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28-ish. And uh, if you don't own a Bible, that one is there for you to keep. So take it with you. Um, use it, write on it, bring it back each week. If you know someone that needs one, take it and give it away. We can always get more. Um, so those are yours, but we're going to be in it every single week. So if you're here for the first time, might as well bring your Bible because we are actually going to be in it all the time. So go ahead and turn to chapter 11 and let's prepare as we pray and ask God to move in us and reveal his truth to us. God, we do take a pause this moment. With all the things that are going on in life, um, Father, we do get the moment to pause right here 
and just for the next few moments not have anxiety about are we going to get out of here at 12.05 or 12.15 are we going to make a lot? None of those things. Just your word. God, that we come face to face with the word of God and it impacts and changes us. Lord, we pray right now that you begin to move in us, prepare our hearts to meet with you. We know that you are the one who reveals truth. Take just a moment in your own heart as you sit here and just ask the God of the universe to move in you this morning. Just whisper that in your heart. God, just move in me this morning. Pray for someone beside you, even if you've never met them before. Just pray for someone. Be in the habit of praying for other people. Pray that God would move in their life. Just say, God, move in this person's life. Holy God, we know that an encounter with your word is an encounter with you, that your word is sharper than any double-edged sword, that it penetrates even to dividing joints and marrow, soul and spirit. God, that it is your truth. We don't take our encounter with it lightly this morning, so empower us and teach us and convict us through it. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Book of Matthew chapter 11. We're just going to look at three small verses this morning as we kind of prepare and get a foundation for where we are uh, going to be over the next few weeks. And like I mentioned, we're going to kind of unpack several things. Um, But I want to lay a spiritual foundation and try and give us some new definitions for the idea of rest. Because most of us are are searching for something that's non-existent. Okay, and we need to actually name it correctly in order to truly discover it. So we're going to talk about rest, and then next week we're going to talk about trust. The week after that we're going to talk about worry, and the week after that we're going to talk about priorities. Okay, so for the next four weeks we're going to be exploring these ideas under this spiritual idea of finding true rest. So let's look at Matthew chapter 11. I'm in Mark, that's not going to help anybody. Well, I mean, it might help somebody, but let's go Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Three short verses. Jesus says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now listen to these verses again. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now our text this morning is coming on the tail end of a, of a pretty lengthy discourse or, or portion of teaching from Jesus to the disciples. He's talking about everything from John the Baptist to, to kind of uh, warning those that have unrepentant hearts to even talking about his own authority as, as God's son. But right at the end of all that, he lays these three little verses out where he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I will give you rest for your soul. It's actually a fascinating kind of picture of rest. And we're going to explore five real small kind of principles or things that I want you to see in this text that are really important for us to understand a true definition and understanding of what it means to find rest in the middle of life or peace in the middle of life. The first comes in that first word when Jesus says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened. We've got to understand that in order to really understand this concept of rest, we have to understand who it is that invites 
Jesus is inviting all who are weary and burdened. Now, if you've been here and you've heard me teach more than once, you've probably heard this concept before, which is it's Jesus who invites us into a relationship with him. It's really important theologically. It's God that does the invitation to creation. God initiates and invites creation into relationship with him. We don't discover God. We don't find rest. We don't get it. God invites us to it. We see this traced all through Scripture, all through the Old Testament, where God basically invites Abraham and Moses. He, in, he initiates a call in their lives. We see it running all the way through the New Testament, where he calls the disciples to come follow him, where he will make them fishers of men. We see it happening in the life of Peter, where Jesus is standing on the boat, and he invites, or standing in the water, and he invites Peter to get out of the boat and actually walk on water. All through Scripture, we see Jesus being the one that gives the invitation. And it's really important because most of us are looking for something that doesn't exist. We're searching and searching and searching, hoping that when we can just find that little rest, that truth, that peace, then everything will be okay. But the truth of the matter is, rest is not something we're going to find. It's something that we're invited into, okay? Jesus invites us. And who is he inviting? He's inviting all those who are weary and burdened. Now, I don't know about you, but those two words do a pretty good job of defining my existence at times. Weary and burdened. And, and then they carry really specific kind of ideas behind them. The idea of, of the weary is really that, that word that says, I can't physically go on much more. I mean, I am actually physically worn out. I've gone and I've done all that I can do, and I just can't do this anymore. And maybe you've been at a place in your life where you've said, I have come to the end of everything I can give. If I have one more assignment at work, if I have one more activity that our kids are a part of, if I have one more thing that happens with a family member, I am going to physically just explode. I'm just worn out. I just can't go on. And that doesn't happen all the time. It's not like every day of our life we feel those things. It comes and goes. But surely you've been there where you've just felt like the word weary describes you. It's just, I am so tired. I'm just tired. And you know what? The weary that we're going to find, what we're looking at, is not something that is simply resolved by more sleep or rest. But weariness comes from just saying, I can no longer go on. Jesus says, come. He gives the invitation. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Now, burden is a little bit different word because it doesn't really mean the physical kind of things that weary means. It doesn't mean that I am, I've come to the end of my rope, I can't go on. Burden is that part that sort of carries an extra load, all right? And it really has an emotional or a, a kind of a mental component to it, that I am carrying more than my fair share, that, that if anybody really knew what I was dealing with, it's just hard to walk with this burden on me. It's like I've got more going on than the outside world can even see. Maybe it feels like you've got a 50-pound sack of rocks around your heart. And you're going through the motions at work or at home, but you are wrestling with your financial struggle, your marital issues, your ethical, th whatever it is. You know what they are. You are literally burdened with those things. I mean, just weighed down. And like being weary, it comes in waves. And some days you feel like you can carry that stuff around fine. And some days you just feel like it is dragging you down to the point of almost drowning. Just burdened. I mean, golly, Lord, this thing, this weight. I mean, nobody knows that we are one, one paycheck away from not being able to pay our mortgage. 
Nobody knows that I am one more fight away from my husband with my husband than just absolutely wrecking my life. Nobody knows that our kids are on the brink of disaster. Nobody knows that my mom hasn't told anybody that she just got diagnosed with cancer. Nobody knows that I'm dealing with my own illness that I haven't told a soul about. I've just got this burden. And man, every time I get past one hurdle, Lord, it's like there's another and another. And as soon as I think we got it together, something else just shows up and I'm done. I'm just weary and I'm just burdened. You know, when tomorrow may be great, but Wednesday's going to be hard, or Thursday may be fine, but Saturday just sweeps you over again. You find yourself stuck in this cycle of just being weary and burdened and worn out. Some of us hide it better than others, but the truth is, most of us have been there if we're not there on some level. And Jesus invites, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Jesus doesn't say, come to me, you figured it all out, and are, are walking and doing well, and now that you've, you know, he just says, come to me. If you're done, you're weary and you're burdened. So the invitation, the first thing we've got to understand is the invitation comes from Christ. You're not going to find it. So if you're looking, quit looking. If you're searching, you are not going to find it because it's something you're going to be invited into. And all of us are invited into it this morning. So come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The second thing I want you to see is that it's Jesus who gives rest. Now, most of us who are Christ followers or walking with the Lord are not going to have any issue with this statement. In fact, we'll be the first to tell you and tell the world that, yes, it is Jesus who gives rest. The problem is we don't believe it or we don't live like we believe it. It's Jesus who gives rest. Most of us go through life trying to solve every one of our own dilemmas or struggles or issues by just giving ourselves little incentive-laden lives that say, if I can just get through the next four days, then I'm going to take a break. If I can just get through the next four days, then I'm going on vacation. But if your life is anything like mine, the four days comes to an end, and there's another four days after that, and there's another four days after that, and it just goes on and on and on. And when we get there, we finally take that one break or that one little vacation, that's all it is. It's just a break, and all breaks come to an end. A break is not rest. So we go searching through our lives, trying to take a little bit of the Bible here and a little bit of the Bible here to kind of bridge us from difficult situation to difficult situation while we look for something that actually means something in my heart. The problem is Jesus is the one who gives rest. You will not solve it or find it. You will not work yourself into it and getting to the end of the road where you think you're going to get that, that kind of promotion that has a raise at the end of 2011 is not going to solve your dilemmas. Waiting for July when you take a four-day with the family is not going to solve your struggle. Because on the moment those things end, it's there again. Or a new set of issues comes up. Because patching our restless heart with temporary solutions will never work. Jesus is the one who gives rest. The problem for you and I is we've incorrectly defined rest. We've defined it as doing less or having more. So doing less stuff or having more resources. Because those seem to be the two areas of huge burden. If I just did less or I had more, then everything would sort of work out a little better. Then I would find real rest. Because then I could have somebody help me with this, or we could hire this other person at work, or we could do this, or, or then I could just take a break, and if I could just sit by the pool and read for like two days, that would be good. But we've incorrectly defined rest. That's not rest. It's just a temporary break, and all breaks come to an end. So whatever you're searching for, 
you're not going to find it. You're not going to find it in another paycheck. You're not going to find it in more money. You're not going to find it in the bottle. You're not going to find it in relationships. You're not going to find it anywhere else because it's something that only Jesus gives. Okay, so Trevor, I get it. You tell me that Jesus is inviting us, all who are weary and burdened, to, get, to give us rest. He's the one that gives it. So how do I get there? How do I get there? Because that's still, at the end of the day, is our question. Well, that second part of that verse says this. I find this really fascinating. Jesus says, take, verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest from your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now, this is fascinating to me, because most of us would never categorically think of rest as actually taking more on. We always think of rest as doing less. And you're ready for me today to say, listen, tell your kids they're only allowed to do one activity. Tell your husband they ask me home by 5.30. You guys make a date night twice a week and da-da-da. And here are the four things that are going to give your life more peace. Stop doing so much stuff. But what I'm really actually telling you is what Jesus says is to take my yoke upon you. In other words, put something else in your life. Now think about this for just a moment, okay? Because what Jesus is saying is he's saying something very significant to the people that were listening to him. Something they would have been very familiar with that you and I are not. Because nobody here today drove a team of oxen to church. Not one of us. I looked in the parking lot. But back in those days, they would have been very familiar with the idea of a yoke. And basically what that was, was it was a device used to harness oxen, usually, sometimes other animals, cattle or whatever, to make them submit to complete a task. So you would take your oxen to the carpenter shop, and most likely Jesus was extremely familiar with this process as a carpenter. You would bring your oxen to the, to the shop. The, the carpenter would measure your oxen. He would carefully measure out all the wood. He would carve everything out just perfectly. You'd then bring your oxen back for a final fitting, and this device would either sit over one or over two of your oxen, and it had to fit perfectly. Because if it didn't, it would harm the animal, it would rub the animal. I mean, it would just be a bad deal. But when fitted correctly and perfectly, an oxen could pull a tremendous weight without having any burden. So they would have been very familiar with this idea. And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Now, not only was this used as a physical tool of submission for animals, but rabbis and teachers also used it with their students. In fact, when you sat under a rabbi or a teacher, the phrase was that you took, took the yoke of that teacher upon you. In other words, I submit to your learning. So if you followed around a teacher or a rabbi as a young Jewish person, you would submit to them, you would take their yoke upon you, and you would learn from them. Now look at what Jesus is saying. He's saying, listen, all you who are weary and burdened, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Rest comes in submission. Now hear me say that again. Rest comes in submission. Rest does not come in doing less. Rest does not come in making sure you've got a little bit more Bible going on in your life than you do activities. Rest comes in submission to Christ. Now notice what I did say. Rest does not come when you are committed to Christ. Rest comes when you are submitted to Christ. There is a big difference in saying, Jesus, I am committed my life, committed my life to you, than there is when you say, Jesus, I have submitted my life to you. When we submit our lives to Christ, 
we give our hearts and our lives over to the things that matter to Jesus. Jesus says, not only submit to me, my yoke, but learn from me. See, most of us don't want to live here. We want to live in a category where we keep God's promise book, little promise book, right beside our Bible, and we have a strategic issue. We find a few verses that seem to speak to that issue. We cram it into our lives so that we feel like we have enough Bible to feel like we're getting on with the sort of spiritual side of our lives, but we don't have to let go of anything. We sure don't have to listen or walk or live as Jesus did. You want to know why you are restless and why you are weary and burdened because you have yet to submit your life to Christ. This goes for those of you that are believers and those of you that are yet to be believers. It goes to me. The reason I am weary and burdened, those things define me, is because I have not submitted my life to Jesus and said, Lord, teach me. What matters to you? Because what matters to Jesus changes everything. What matters to Jesus changes how we trust, it changes how we think, it changes how we set our priorities, it changes our lives. And Jesus says, when you take my yoke upon you and you learn from me, you will find that I am gentle and I am humble in heart. And you will what? Find rest for your soul. Rest, you see what I'm getting at? Rest is spiritual Jesus invites, it's he who gives rest. Rest means submission, and rest is for your soul. It is spiritual. Rest is not something you will find. You walk out of here and decide that you're going to quit going to Pilates, or you're going to stop doing this, or you're going to, that is not going to fix anything. Rest comes in submitting your life to Christ, recognizing that it's not your life that needs rest, it's your soul. That you are restless and weary and burdened because you have not submitted and said, God, I want the things that matter to you to matter to me. So you may be sitting here this morning having never given your life to Christ, having walked in off from wherever you walked in on. You're saying, look, Trev, I hear you. And maybe you're sitting here and you're searching for this sort of rest in every category of life relationships or stuff or money or things or whatever it is and you are searching I can promise you this you will never and I mean never find rest for your soul without Jesus and for those of you here this morning that are walking with the Lord that have been following Christ and you are finding yourself weary and burdened and restless and tired and worn out I can tell you why it's because your soul is restless because you haven't submitted your life And those things in your life to Christ, you haven't said, God, I want what matters to you to matter to me. And you know why that is? Because look at that last verse. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You want to know the truth of this whole thing? If you're weary and burdened and worn out and tired and just all of that, I bet that you are wearing the wrong yoke. I bet you've got the yoke of the world strapped to your neck and you're trying to define your life by a set of things that are not designed to define your life. And you are pulling, and you are pulling, and you are pulling, and you are going nowhere. But what does Jesus say about his yoke? He says, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So when we submit our lives to Christ, it becomes easy and light. Now notice, things don't go away. It becomes easy and light. See, the sad reality is that most of us have been raised in a church and in churches that tell us this. Following Christ is going to be a hard, difficult, sacrificial burden in your life. 
We read verses like, if you're going to come after me, you should take up your cross, deny yourself daily, and follow me. And we see that guy walking with the cross, and we're thinking, there is no way. If I'm a follower of Christ, I am destined to difficulty, financial poverty, struggle, and issue after issue after issue. And that's just part of what it means to follow Jesus. The truth is, those struggles, those things, they're definitions and markers of life. Not just following Christ. Sure, following Christ is going to have its burdens and issues, as does life. But the truth is, when we wear the burden of Jesus, when we wear the yoke of Christ, those things don't go away, but they become easy and light. You know why? Because we have submitted to Christ. And much like a group of oxen that have been fit with a perfect yoke, it is effortless because we no longer are pulling against the yoke of the world. You wouldn't believe how many people I talk to, and even in my own life, who are just worn out and recognize that the answer to all their problems is just to surrender their frustration and fight against their, their will against God's will, just to lay it down. Yet they just keep tugging and pulling and pulling, thinking that if I can just get them here, if I can just get my kids out of this grave, if I can just get my husband out of this job, if I can just get whatever, only to find when we get there, there's another set of issues. What are you yoked with today? What did you walk in here with? Are you weary and tired and struggling? See, when we submit our lives to Christ, it doesn't make everything go away. When you walk out of here this morning, your mom's still going to be sick. You're still going to be tight financially. You're still going to have issues. I promise. But when we submit our lives to Christ and recognize that rest is something Jesus gives us spiritually, and we say, Jesus, I want you to change and remake my heart, all of a sudden the weight of those things is very different. It becomes very different because it's equally placed in the right categories in our life. And all of a sudden some of those things don't matter so much anymore because I found joy in Jesus. And sadly, most of us as Christians... Most of us as followers of Christ are joyless, struggling, laboring people that have yet to recognize that we have been set free through submitting our lives to Christ. Now, I don't know if you're anything like me, and I hope not. But man, this is where I wrestle with the Lord. Because I'm tired and I'm weary and I know that my life needs a reordering spiritually. And I know that what God is calling me to do is quit, quit taking the yoke of the world that defines my life for me and walking against the footprint of God. But instead, submit to his will. Recognize that Jesus is inviting me, weary and burdened and broken. I mean, I'm a mess and he invites me and he gives rest when I submit to him. I don't have to prove anything. I just collapse and say, Jesus, I'm done. I'm done. Can't do it. Teach me. And Jesus says, learn from me and you will be blown away by how the difficulties and hurdles and weary, things that will make you weary and the burdens in your life become light and easy. They don't go away. They just become redefined. You see, rest is a spiritual condition. It is not a physical thing. Don't walk out of here and do less stuff. That'll come later. Walk out of here and reorder your spiritual life. Come weary and burdened, fall on your face and say, Jesus, take control of my heart. This morning you may be here because you are at the end of your rope. You came here as sort of that last ditch effort to try to get some part of your life under control. 
and you've looked for peace everywhere. You've looked for rest everywhere. And your heart is restless. You've looked for it in friends. You've looked for it wherever. And maybe this morning you've never given your life to Christ and you know that the God of the universe is inviting you into a relationship with him. That's why you are here. That it's no accident that God brought you into this very place to say, I want you to submit your life to me. Or maybe this morning you've been walking with the Lord for decades and you're just tired. And you're recognizing that as we unpack these words that you've been looking in all the wrong places for what you really need. And what Jesus is telling you this morning is, listen, I've got your life under control. Just surrender to me. What matters to me, I want that to matter to you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Quit pulling against me. Either way, no matter what category you walked in here this morning, the promise of God is that his invitation is to restore and renew our hearts. As we close out in worship, I'm going to give you the opportunity this morning to respond to Christ. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, we want to give you that opportunity this morning. And likewise, if you're here this morning just pushing against the grain with everything you have, knowing that God is calling you just to stop and surrender, then we want to give you those moments too as we prepare our hearts to meet with the Lord. So what I'm going to invite you to do as we prepare to close our time in worship is just right where you are, just take a minute and close your eyes and just sit still before God.